So let's continue with India. Uh, one thing I just remembered about India, well, actually, I had a strange um, thought today. I was talking about that rat temple last time and how um, everybody was looking so hard to see the white rat. And um, but actually that I was a um, attraction as well. Um, I, I guess my thought was, hey, I was the white rat. So maybe it was their lucky day. They were staring at me. But, um, you know, something about India, uh, out of all my travels, it had the most um, differences, the most things that catch your attention, the the most differences. Um, did I already say that? Anyway, yeah, I did say that. Uh, the most uh, long day today. Um just so much to see and, and take up your attention. And the other thing is you get – I got discombobulated and I'll talk about this a little more. But it's almost like the rug gets um, pulled out from under you because there's all these things you take for granted in your daily life about trust and that this is going to be the case and, and you're familiar with something. But in India, everything is – you're not familiar with anything and you start to lose trust about basic things and especially with your dealings with people. So I think that will be more of a theme here in a little bit. Okay, so uh, March entries for March 29th and um, March 31st. A day off today, pretty bored, just watched two movies, that one with Antonio Banderas and Selena Selma Hayek and Bend It Like Beckham, which I really liked. Two days ago, I got to Jesselmeer, the Golden City. It is this walled city in the middle of nowhere, about 100 kilometers east of Pakistan. Saw the sunset on the city the first day and checked out the inside of the city the next. It is a very it is very cool, except for the fact that it is pretty nasty inside. Cow shit and nasty restaurants. They have a great temple in the middle that is a Jain temple. It has 6,666 of these small polished sandstone and marble statues with big bulging eyes of inlaid enamel, some with gold metal trim. It, I took about 6,666 pictures. The four temples were started in 10,000 AD. The Jain worshippers were businessmen who had helped the Maharaja. So he gave them some space in the city. Oh, also saw the burial grounds called cenotaphs. Also saw the old palace. Then went on a camel safari yesterday afternoon and spent the night in the open under the stars. It was the most quiet place I have ever been at night. Not a sound. We came back this morning. The camels were great, like big horses. We got them to run today, which was fun. They really fart and smell, though, and they are loud chewers at night. So quick diary entry, but a lot to cover there um, in terms of memories. So Jesselmeer is this uh, walled city. It's this it kind of rises like a mirage um, from the distance, and um, there's nothing around it. It's just desert. And um, uh, it's just, you know, like a medieval walled city that kind of rises out, you know, I, 
I don't know how high it was, but it's definitely high off the, the desert plain. And um, I remember seeing some interesting sights on the way there, um, women in bright colored saris uh, getting water from the wells. So since it's so dry, obviously all their water comes from wells. And so I remember seeing these, you know, women having to have these big jugs and put them on their heads and, and you, it just seemed out of, so out of place, you know, there'd be just nothing but sand and desert and this beautiful woman, um, getting water. But, you know, the women always do the hard work I noticed in all these places. Uh, but, but the city was so cool and, um, a little bit of a tourist trap, but, but not, not many tourists. (laughs) I was kind of like the only one if I remember right. And, um, I remember going into this little internet cafe in there because there's really not much in there, but this one young guy was running this internet cafe, which I thought was really cool. He had these old computers, but but I was actually able to get on the internet there. But um, what caught my attention or what I remember was this Jane Temple, and it was one of those little you know, discoveries you make you don't expect, and um, hard to describe these, um, these uh, sandstone polished... Uh, t- uh, uh, figures, but uh, statues, but their faces were so unusual looking. They had these big bulging eyes, and and it was like, um, you know, white with black, and it was all this, you know, inlay, and um, it uh, it was just very very cool. And um, and there were tons of these little statues, all sizes. Um, anyway, if you go on my website, you can see pictures. Um, and then these these burial grounds were amazing because they had these little houses that were all sandstone and intricately carved. And, um, and the sunsets were just amazing, these big balls of sun going down. And, you know, we weren't that far from Pakistan. Um, and we went into the desert one night with a tour and these guys get you on, on camels and there were probably five of us. And I remember there were a couple of women from Taiwan and um, a couple other women that I ended up traveling with a little bit. We were kind of hitting the same spots and uh, a couple guys. And um, it was a trip going on these camels. I remember going out on the camels. Unfortunately, I don't remember the camels running, which <laughs> would have been cool. I can't believe I've forgotten that. But I remember they kind of take us out in the middle of nowhere. It took us like an hour or something, you know, a couple hours. And, um, uh, you know, there's like a young guy who who pulls the camel uh, on a leash essentially and walks in front of you. And, um, you know, his dad probably, you know, operated the whole thing. And, um, you know, these camels had these uh, nose pierces. That That's how they led them around. But, you know, they had a, a rope attached to the end of the his pierced nose, which you can imagine he might do what you say when you pull that nose. Um, but, uh, camels are very ornery was, is, was a lesson as well. And they do fart and it's terrible actually. But we got into these sand dunes and camped for the night. They had little cots for us and we just slept under the stars and it got pretty cold, but it, the stars were amazing. And the sunset was absolutely stunning. And I remember seeing some, um, locals running on their camels in the distance, like running, 
you could see their silhouettes as the sun went down and they were running across the sand dunes, the camels and these, their riders. Um, pretty cool sight. And they, at night, these, um, before we went to bed, these like Bedouins or, you know, local desert people just showed up. And I mean, obviously they show up cause they know they're paid by, by our guides, but they sang these songs you know, they're kind of like gypsies and they, their voices were just bizarre, like aliens. This woman made this just really weird sound. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, what else about Jesselmere? It was just a really cool, cool city. Um, old medieval city. And, um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I guess that's all I can remember. April 1st, 2004. A few observations. The Indian habit of walking up to you and talking is annoying. It's when you are eating or looking at a temple or reading. They come up and stare or ask you, quote, from, end quote. Then, quote, how long here, end quote. Then, quote, where you go, end quote. Then, quote, what do you do, end quote. <laughs> you can predict the whole conversation. It's just that they are curious, but it's getting to me. Also, my guide speaks English, but not well, so not much conversation. And half the time, I have to act like I know what he's saying, but I have no idea. Life on the road. Dodging potholes, buses, goods carriers, donkeys, camels, goats, sheep, dogs, people. Listening to Hindu tapes that are damaged and sped up. It sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks' 10 Greatest Hindu Hits. Want to went to a great fort today in Jodhpur called Murangar, medieval, very ornate. The knives and armor were amazing, uh, better than Christian stuff. Heard the Muslim chants in the evening from the town below. The old homes here are indigo blue, the blue city. They were the Brahmins' homes, the priests. So uh, just a random memory. At Jesselmere, I also went around the local town. There was a little bit of a town and saw these old guys playing um, chess or backgammon or something and cards. And anyway, I kind of came up on them with my uh, video camera and it was quite the commotion. And a lot of the, the uh, locals there wore, as we drove through these towns, they had these bright colored um, headdresses, the men, like, you know, like kind of like Sikhs wear, although I don't think they were Sikh, um, but very bright colors, oranges and, you know, I can't remember all the colors, but I think, you know, blues and all the primary colors, maybe a little lighter color. And as I said before, the women were always in very bright colored saris and you know, I think silk, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Maybe they were cotton. But um, just kind of random memories. And I remember in that town around Jesselmere or around the walled city, um, I was just taking pictures. And I saw these young women coming to the local watering hole. And it was this really cool watering hole because it was – there was like a stone structure over the, the well. 
and it was kind of um, run down, um, you know, like a, um, uh, you know, a ruin. Um, but these, all these girls, maybe like 10 of them came down there to get water and I was taking pictures and this one was like yelling at me, you know, like, no, 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 you know, and I just, and, but one of them was laughing at the same time. I don't know, random thoughts. And that medieval city with the fort was cool. I'm looking at a picture of it here. It's my bookmark, uh, M-E-H-R-A-N-G-A-R-H, Maringa, Jodhpur. 1459 AD. So it's medieval period. Uh, their medieval period was similar to the medieval period in um, Europe. But this fort is massive. It's just this huge brick uh, walled city, like, I don't know, 10 stories high. And then it has a city on top of it and all these ornate palaces. And you look out into the, the surrounding city and there's all these blue homes, indigo homes. It's, it's quite a sight. Very pretty. April 2nd, 2004, drove to Pushkar, a small oasis town. It's a, quote, holy town that surrounds a small lake. The water is holy and people throw flowers in and pray with a Brahmin. You walk through small streets that surround the lake that are close to cars. They have tons of merchants selling to tourists. The, quote, unquote, hippie tourists are here in full force. Tons of white faces and dreads. A lot of them are Israeli. They stay for a month and smoke a lot of dope. In the evening at sunset, everyone goes to a spot by the lake. Guys are banging on drums and women are playing with those yo-yo things. I had a funny thing happen. They got me to go to a Brahmin and go through the prayers. Of course, they originally said no money. But then, of course, the request for contribution came. I gave generously about 10 U.S. dollars. I thought that was it. Then after um, I already prayed for mom, dad, Julie, a good job and a good wife, uh, I need my money back. He started in on prayers for grandparents and then a request for more money. This time for him, the last time was quote, charity. I said no and got out of there. My karma is probably worse now than before the prayers. <laughs> God damn, Craig. Should have paid him more. So just kind of some memories from that town. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, I had to pay him more money because otherwise, you know, all this good gunas he said for my grandpa and everybody would be taken back. <laughs> um, but it's just the typical thing uh, when I was around there in India, I'd walk by myself sometimes a little uh, R&R from my guide. And uh, even when I was with him, he didn't really protect me. And people would come up to me constantly trying to get money from me, basically. And, um, you know, that happened with this priest and he drugged me down to the water and I, I didn't want to do it, but I thought, you know, I guess it's part of the whole, um, scene, you know, what the heck, you know, but it was kind of a pain. We went down to the water and crouched down there and he, I don't know, put his hand in the water and, you know, 
said all these prayers and asked me all these questions about what I wanted. And anyway, it was, it was such a scam, but, but then in the evening, um, you know, it's like they had these, they had on these narrow streets, they had like all the, the stuff you could buy and, and there's cows walking around, of course. And, um, you know, but there was, this was definitely on the hippie circuit and apparently on the Israeli, um, circuit, you know, they, they do their army time. And then they, this was one of the places they would go to unwind. And, um, in the evening around this lake, you know, as the sun goes down, they uh, play all the bang on their drums, the typical hippie thing you see in San Francisco or Oakland or wherever. Um, only this is in India, you know, in the like next to, you know, 100 miles uh, east of Pakistan. And I remember my guide um, and he met somebody there. Uh, he had, they all, you know, he had friends, other friends were driving people around and um, but I remember they would they would hang out. They would just stand together and they would hold hands, but just pinkies. They would just like <laughs> they would pinky handhold. <laughs> and I saw a lot of these guys doing it. And I don't know. It's just so weird. But hey, who am I to judge? All right, random memories. Uh, April 3rd to the 4th, Jaipur is a letdown, much bigger than the other towns, dirty, grimier. Saw four forts today and not as good as what I saw in the other places. Pink City is their claim to fame, but it's more of a nasty rust color. (laughs) The people watching is good. Hung out at dinner one night with these two Taiwanese girls who have also been on the same route. Bought a carpet and some silver jewelry for mom and Julie. I got mom a sapphire bracelet. It's uh, her birthstone. Found out from the girls I paid... Oh, found out from the girls I paid about 3x too much for the silver bracelets. (laughs) I think I did a good job on the carpet, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I completely overpaid. I tell you, it's tough to live here. No one has money except the merchants who get you to overpay. My driver just gave me the plea for the tip on the way back to the hotel. He also said, quote, don't tell the tour agency I brought you to the carpet and jewelry store, end quote. The tour agency had tried to get me to buy stuff in Delhi, and they told Raj not to take me anywhere. (laughs) Nice assholes. (laughs) At least Raj told me at the outset that he gets a commission on anything I buy. Um, Had chicken um, tangry... Tangry? Had chicken... um, Uh tangry kebab tonight and it could be the best chicken i have ever had they were drumsticks tandoori what's wrong with me chicken tandoori kebab tonight and it could be the best chicken i have ever had they were drumsticks but it was the seasoning man it was good april 5th through april 8th india is trying my patience It is difficult to not get screwed at every turn. 
In Rantambori, I was lucky enough to see a tiger in the game preserve. Cool. I've seen a tiger in the wild. We also saw tons of monkeys and about four species of antelope and deer. I just saw the Taj Mahal this morning. It is quite impressive. It's all marble, well cut and well constructed. This massive marble structure does does make quite a sight. So a lot to cover there. So Jaipur, um, I guess I wasn't too impressed, but it, it was a looking back on it. I mean, it was pretty cool. Is you know these brown sandstone um, buildings. And um, the temple was pretty amazing. Since I've seen pictures, you know, like uh, on Microsoft uh, Screensaver, you know, or wherever of some of these temples I went to. And they are they are pretty amazing. Um, and that was Jaipur. Um, you know, just random stuff. Like at one of these temples, I, you know, there's like this nasty little pond in the distance. And you would see moms with their kids and they were cleaning their clothes and it's just too hard to remember all the little crazy shit you saw um, driving around in in Rajasthan. I remember one time we were driving and there was there was like a bear on the road. It was literally a bear, but it was on a leash, and there was more than one. <laughs> and so there were these guys that made these bears do tricks, and these bears they had kind of like white tufts under their their on their necks, and and I'd never seen a bear like this. But it was definitely a bear, and they would stand on their hind legs, and you know these guys wanted you to pay them to make the bears do tricks. And I, we dro- drove by, and it, um, I didn't uh, pay them or anything. But you know, just random, strange stuff that you would see. But I remember um, on the buying the stuff on the jewelry store and the um, the carpet place, and I and I I didn't remember that about how Raj, you know, he gets a commission on this crap. But the guys in the tour agency were all pit, you know, apparently they, they wanted, because I told them, no, I wasn't going to buy any of their crap in, in, um, in uh, Delhi. So, you know, they tell Raj not to take me anywhere so they can try to get me again when I get back to Delhi. <laughs> but I, too late, I bought my stuff. But um, I'm sitting here looking at my carpet, and it's a nice Persian rug. And I'm sure I got taken on it, absolutely certain. But, you know, what the heck. Um, I didn't pay that much, but I had it sent back to Reno and it's still nice today and it's a good memory. And I remember you went into this place and they're like two guys and, you know, they make you sit there and talk to you and they give you tea and they don't want to get into it too fast. But anyway, they brought out like all these rugs, you know, and it was, it was kind of fun actually. And, um, yeah, and the jewelry was pretty cool. Um, so anyway, yeah, so then I was, uh, I was done with um, uh, Rajasthan, and uh, quite quite a trip actually. A lot of time on the road, um, a lot of amazing stuff I'd never seen before, and um, and then I went to the Taj Mahal. Took the train, and and I'm sure it was a long ass train ride, and um, I was going to uh, Varanasi. And, um, I've got a couple stories actually. <laughs> so, um, I can't remember what station this was. It might have been when I was coming back from Varanasi, um, back to Delhi. So maybe it's in my journal further, but I'll talk about it now. And then the other thing is, um, 
getting on the train to one of these places. So I, I think it was on the way to Varanasi. Um, I was tired of getting screwed. I was tired of – I had just done something where someone screwed me and I, I told myself, you know, next time you pull out money, think about it. Just think, you know. And um, so I get on this train and I'm all by myself and, you know, I'm in a car with like a bunch of other families and they have kids and it's a sleeper car. So um, I'm getting situated. The train hasn't left and I see this guy in like a white kind of garb. And it doesn't look that official and he's kind of dirty, you know, but no one ever looks official in India anyway. And he's got a little white notepad and he's taking orders and I see him in a few cars in front of me taking orders. And so he gets to me and I'm kind of – and I literally just had this conversation with myself about when you take out your money, think. And so it's clear that he's taking orders for food and I was really hungry and I thought, well, yeah, I, I would like some food. And – um you know, so he takes my order and, um, you know, he tells me how much and I, and I give it to him and he says, oh no, no, uh, something. And, you know, like he has to get changed. And before I know it, he's out the, the car, the train uh, car and he's gone. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. Um, and, um, no one, no one told me, you know, all these families could have like prevented this, but you know, it's just, you're just constantly getting peppered. And that's where the thing about trust is this huge trust breakdown, things that you take for granted. And it's really, um, wears you out and it makes you paranoid and makes you treat people not very nicely after a while. Um, and you don't know who's trying to screw you and who's not. And so you just assume everybody's trying to screw you. And then you get upset at yourself when you get upset at them. It was, was kind of interesting. Um, and so the other story I have, and I think it is in a few more um, journal entries, but before I forget, it was at a small little train station, tiny little train station. And I had to wait for the train. And it, I was the only Caucasian white person there. And um, it was very, very, you know, it's like a, like a schoolhouse kind of size, very small. And there were all these kids, these, you know, waifs, these kids who, um, you know, a kid didn't have legs and he had uh, a um, piece of cardboard as his vehicle, you know, so he would um, use his hands and, and, you know, cardboard slides. So that's how he would get around. And there were other kids with other ailments that I can't even remember, but it, and they weren't even begging. It, it, I mean, I'm sure at times they would, but they weren't. I don't remember them doing so, but it was maybe like five or six of these kids, and it was just, you know, it, I'm I don't mean to get in a religious discussion, but I just have to say, it, it's hard to believe in a god that would allow that to happen. And people say, well, God works in mysterious ways. He sure as hell does. Um, but that, that, that affects you deeply. You get back here and people have problems, man, you ain't got problems at all. And it just really changes your perspective. Um, and there are terrible things here. There are people born with handicaps here and everything, but they're taken care of, you know. And there, these kids are just 
completely on their own. Um, anyway, don't mean to end with a bummer, but um, it had to be said, I think.